Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy. I'm joined by a pulsating orb of energy from the planet Zarton. I'm trying to. I'm trying to work with my. Uh... My secondary um, overtones, watch this. Oh, I got a bit of it there. A little bit. Alistair Tremblay Birchall and the secondary overtones. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When you were a kid and you got a splinter. Yes. What did your parents do to get it out? They... They didn't. They didn't. They just left it in. No, they used it. It could still be in there. You could still be. You could be mostly wood. I could be mostly wood. <laughs> luckily, luckily, I didn't get that many splinters. But uh, often tweezers or and a needle. The needle, mm. right? See, we had the needle always with the needle, and mm. always they would like sterilize it with a flame beforehand. Mm. You. Never did that. Actually, this was never, and it was never. Expl- well, they, my parents would do this, like with a with a match or something. They yeah. would, you know, light. But a then match it makes it black. Makes it black, but also hot. And as a kid, I like I had no idea what was happening and why they were doing this. And I genuinely came to the conclusion that they were doing it to make it hurt more. Like I just thought, mm. well, if it's if we make the needle hot, that will hurt our son more. Mm. I That's mean, why we're doing this. It's a good theory. Well, it is a torture. Like, you know, if this was, if, if this, it's just a question of scale, mm. right? If this was a, a, a poker, yep. a red hot poker, sure. that, that they were going to jab into my skin, yeah. no doubt that would be classified as torture. But, but also they're that... getting away with it through a loophole. But, and, but it would be fine to do that and you would get away with it if, let's say, the kid had got a branch inside them. That's true. Yeah, you could justify it. They can't get you for that, Alistair. That's a freebie. Yeah. Yes. Um, All right, this is the theme for today's episode of Two in the Think Tank, justifications for torture. Ways, (laughs) loopholes in the Geneva Convention. Mm -hmm. You you asked for it Mm -hmm. on Twitter. Yeah, here it comes. Here it is, okay. Waterboarding. Well, mm. he was really thirsty. Okay. <laughs> well, what about the cloth I hear you ask? Mm. Uh, um, waterboarding. What, what, what if? What if? Just switch a few of the things around. Maybe the person is made of water. The water is lying on top of a person, and you drop a whole lot of boards on them. What about? There was lots of yes. smoke in the room. Okay. And so you were protecting their mouth from breathing in. Nasty chemicals, mm-hmm. but they're also very thirsty. Mm. <laughs> Justified waterboarding. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, um, also, when my parents used the needle, didn't hurt. 
didn't hurt. Well, no. it probably didn't hurt for me either, but I like I think I built it up quite quite uh, a lot mm. in my mind. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah. Well, no, but maybe it did maybe hurt. I was imagining it. I mean, you know. I think it hurt. I think it hurt. Yeah. But I think my my dad was just very good with a needle. He worked He's a medical professional. Medical professional, but also he would occasionally sew things. So there you know, you he had uh, access to yep. both sides of it because you don't you really use a sewing needle in mm-hmm. in medicine. But those medical skills were transferable because of his mm. uh, his experience repairing clothes. Yeah, that was the bridge that he needed mm-hmm. um, between. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was synergizing those those two worlds. I don't know if there were many other areas where craft um, overlaps with medicine. Mm. Um, I mean, um, I don't know if you would do a, a, a macrame. Or uh, what's that one where decoupage? Mm, decoupage. Well, I guess stick a whole lot of pictures of cats, glue oh. them down. <laughs> oh, what about that thing where you take people's skin and make a suit out of their? Oh yeah, is that considered medicine? Well, is that I mean... one of the four, one of the fields of medicine that they don't talk about very much? But it mm. is still technically under the umbrella of medicine, and the umbrella is also made out of people's skin. Mm. <laughs> I guess it's like a human leather kind of thing you could have. Yeah, make it yeah. human yeah. leather umbrella. Leather umbrella? Wouldn't work, would it? Suede umbrella? He's about as much use as a suede umbrella. Does I suede mean, really get damaged by the rain? I, it seems silly to have clothing really like that. Does. But um, if Seinfeld, why would Seinfeld lie mm, to us? That's true. I think we should fact check Seinfeld. Let's do a Twitter account. You know how mm-hmm. mm, sort of about... 80% of the content on Twitter is sort of variations on, like, modern-day Seinfeld mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Yeah. Let's do one that's um, fact-checking Seinfeld. Because I reckon they get a lot away with a lot of shit in that show. Okay? And I want to... I want to... I want some data. You don't think... I want to debunk them. You don't think Dick Shrink and Nicole? I know Dick Shrink. Yeah. <laughs> that that I, I've, I've never felt more seen... <laughs> <laughs> that in the shrinkage episode, yeah. don't you come for my shrinkage episode? No, I've never seen felt more seen, therefore uncomfortable. Mm. But um, but there are other ones where I'm like, oh come on, like you wouldn't be able to hook. You wouldn't be able to hold off for seven days off of masturbation. All yours are penis related, Alistair, and it's disgusting. Are there any non penis related Seinfeld episodes? Um, also, oh. Elaine doesn't have a penis as far as the show let us know. That's not canon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, J.K. Rowling might come out and tell us that actually <laughs> Elaine had a penis the Does whole time. Does she have the power to do that to other people's uh, works as well? Mindy, she's J.K. Rowling. She can rewrite anything. Yeah. Rewrite history. Um, I, do, I don't see why not, right? Is anything can, that we've we, said... I think that could be a sketch, J.K. Rowling... Um, I mean, people probably already do. This is a Twitter joke. Mm. Right, do you think? Pre this, was there anything else that was a sketch idea? Uh, Let's see. Fact-checking Seinfeld. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think it would be good because you know how sometimes you laugh at things Mm. and and then later on you find out that they're problematic in some way. Right? Like I mm-hmm. laughed a lot uh, when I first saw Eddie Murphy's um, comedy special Raw or Delirious or whatever that mm-hmm. one was. And now I find a lot of it is not okay. I think that's what he finds as well. Does he really? Mm-hmm. 
Well, um, but I wonder if there's some way that I can officially retract that laughter. But do you need to? No, but I would like to. Yeah, I know, but... I'd like to be able to write into some kind of um, laughter board mm. or something like that and uh, have them sort of strike it from the record, you know, from my permanent but then, record. But then would then I have to go and retract all the times that I thought that you were a person who did things that were worthwhile with your time? <laughs> well, Alistair, fortunately... <laughs> Uh, I think you. I think you're in luck because I. I'm, I'm not aware of any of those uh, being. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's all those things where you. That spend... ever having happened. No, I'm sure there's. There's all those times where you write something and it's like, it's only like when it's in competition with me, which we always write in competition, where Correct. you're like, yes. it seems like you try really hard, and. Uh, <laughs> and. Uh, Competing with you is almost never a factor in my uh, in my writing, LSD. I never really consider it competing, but when it's alongside and separate, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> it can't help but be a competition. Yeah, I mean yes. it's not, but there's always a winner. Yes, it's not a competition. Yes. Are there any um, Are there any podcasts? You know, mm. well, sorry, there's more to this. <laughs> Don't jump in, Alistair. Yeah. Yeah. I've, got, I've got more to say. Are there any podcasts that put two great works of literature head to head and just try and work out which one is better? Mm. Because I think that would be quite compelling. You know, you'd have to obviously sure. read the works of literature, which is a hugely painful undertaking. So each we'd both have to read two works of literature. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe we could read one each, mm. and we should. Sure, and then defend it from. <laughs> yeah, and then argue against the other one yes, from a point of ig- yeah, from a point of ignorance. <laughs> but that's yeah, that's everything now. You know, that is how things work now. Mm. You just know your own side of the argument, and then you mm. can just have ad hominem attacks on the other person and try and undermine them. Yeah, I think this could be quite compelling. Yeah, you know, I think um, that would be. It's sort of uh, like Dave Warnicky's, uh Planet Broadcasting show book cheat, mm-hmm. but it's more of a book battle. You know, Absolutely. it's a book off, a book off, yeah, the a book, book down. Off. Yeah, uh, um, and what's the, what do they do with the hip hop? Um, book battle, rap battle. Is there anything other than rap battle? What are those uh, ones? What did what did uh, Eminem do in the movie Eight Mile? Freestyle rap battle. Freestyle rap battle. Mm. Yeah, well, that, I mean, in a freestyle mm. book battle, mm-hmm. that's where neither of us has read the book that we're defending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And whereas this is more of a constrained style. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Locked um, down, trapped. Um, anyway, I think that's a great idea for a podcast. Mm-hmm. And even if you're not writing it down as a sketch idea, which I'm okay. not necessarily saying it is. I do think that it would be a uh, a good um, a good thing. Do you think we should start again? Do. No, no. Alistair, no, we're not going to start again. No? No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 especially when you say it in that tone. Uh-huh. Because, espe- and especially when you say it while I'm talking, <laughs> I can't help but take that as some kind of attack. <laughs> like... If you so you 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 Alistair, let's do an experiment. You tell me an idea of yours okay. for mm, let's say one or two minutes. Go 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 go. You tell me one of your ideas. Okay. Uh, so it's a pig, but there's like worms that live in its nostrils, and they hate each other. You know, and so there's one who's got a beard, and the other one, okay. um, he's actually a rattlesnake. 
Right there. Mm-hmm. And the pig is walking through the desert. Do you think we desert. should start again? Eh? Do you think we should start again? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you know that expression, never go into a self... Never go, get into an ass-kicking contest with a porcupine? Yeah. Yeah. And never get into a put... Uh, a, a Never get into a... Wait. <laughs> never... Get into an in, in, an insult competition with somebody who hates themselves and their body of work. There you go. I mean, I think there's something with this pig sketch, though. I mean, if we're well, I think a pig. Look, of all the animals, yeah, the pig's nose definitely looks like the one that was most designed to accommodate two worms. Mm. I am not going to fight you on that at all. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it is classic. Two little wormholes in the end of his little piggy snout. Mm-hmm. That's what they are. Yeah. Um, um, what if yes. the three little pigs had gone into a snout to hide from the big bad wolf? The th- do they go into one of their own snouts? Do they shrink down uh, mm. in some way? Or maybe like China and America, they're com- they, they join the competition to make bigger and bigger pigs that won't die due to this swine flu or whatever, this pig fever that's done. So, so, they, and they managed to create a. Huge and is the way that they do that by making bigger pigs? The <laughs> the reason. <laughs> I think too making, big to fail. Are they uh, making a pig that's too good? I think big to fail? people. When didn't we read something where they said they'd got made a like a pig that's like the weight of a polar bear? It's like nine hundred kilo- kilograms, <laughs> not nine hundred kilometers. It has no weight at all, but it is nine hundred kilometers long. It's a single one dimensional pig. It's a pig. pig gas. It's a pig line. <laughs> It's a purely theoretical pig line, Alistair. Swine line. Well, why? There's a swine line between... Anyway. Why slice up pig meat at the deli when you could just make it flat at the beginning? Make a two-dimensional pig. Yeah. Why not just grow it flat? Um, Alistair, Mm -hmm. um, I do love the idea that you can make a pig... One of the ways you can combat swine flu is just by making the pigs bigger and bigger and bigger. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't know why that works, yeah. but it does for me. Yeah, well, I guess you in my tr- mind, you got to try everything. But I guess they're also, whilst making it bigger, trying to make one that has its genes edited so that it there's can, more uh, pig to eat, more mm. more food. Yeah, um, I think a um, a pig that's too big to fail uh, yeah, is no, a sketch like that idea, idea for me. Um, and I think then what happens is everybody obviously is very excited about the pig and they start investing hugely in the pig and maybe even trying to sail the pig across the North Atlantic Ocean mm. during <laughs> during iceberg season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, the pig got very cold by scraping against her and got pneumonia, but not the pig fever. No, no. Um, still, that was still open as an option. I just, for some reason, I've I thought of a pig variety, which maybe that's what this pig variety is. Mm. This pig is too, but calling it the pink lady. Mm, and, beautiful. Uh, yeah. I think, but can I also like the idea, Alistair, mm-hmm. of breeding a pig that is totally flat. Now, I, I, I'm picturing the pig as being flat, so that you look down. It, it's like it's like looking at a pig from front on, head first, right? So you see the pig's mm. face, but yeah. the pig is just lying there flat on uh, on a table or something like mm-hmm. that. 
and then uh, you know it's 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 perfectly flat and it's maybe it's 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 ham it's ham thickness. Sure. You know, so it's two millimeters thick or something like that. Yeah. Well, I guess there would be a very thin layer of skin and sort of mm. and and sort of like that pig bristle, bristle or something pig bristle. like that. Do you have to peel that off then in order to get to the yeah, layer it's like, it's of like ham the, it's inside? Like the, it's like the packaging that you know ham comes in in prepackaged ham. Right. Because really. Mm. It people, everyone everyone says this about bananas whenever they see bananas mm-hmm. in a package in the supermarket they yeah. say but it already comes in its own packaging that's right all right well but they never say that with with ham they don't because but you look at a pig ham already comes in its own packaging exactly and it's crazy that we take it out of the packaging in order to put, to it, in... put it into different packaging in order to sell it so let's just breed a pig that's flat like that. You peel off the face. That's right, yeah. And the front of the pig. I guess you get your fingers in the snout. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Right? That's the that's the ring pull there. Mm-hmm. Get them in there. You, you, you rustle the worms out of the way. And then you peel back the pig face. You take out the layer of ham that's within. It's already been... Drop that into your, uh, your sandwich. Your... Uh, you, you you slice it up, maybe you, spread you, it on your. You pizza. roll up the slices into little, you know, cold cut, uh, cold cut sort of. Um, mm-hmm. Put a toothpick through them. Mm. Mm. Frilly. Absolutely. Yeah, great. A frilly toothpick. Mm. And um, and then you could sort of, I guess, you could really farm them, sort of in. You could in like a you? in sort of even like a a file. <laughs> in a in a in a vertical file in mm. a filing cabinet yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, or horizontal, I guess, you know. Or horizontal, that's yeah, true. You can go up, you know. Mm. I don't know what do they what do they eat? They always seem like they're in a place with no greens. Um I guess you just feed them outside food. You don't they're not like grazing or whatever. Uh, yeah. I guess they kinda eat a lot of stuff they, they eat. They probably just give them grain and mm. just grain. Apples. I guess. I don't know if they give them many apples. No, uh, it'd be a good place to put all the red delicious. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Do you think there's a there's a, there's been some sort of mistake and uh, the red delicious is is it's a pig apple. It's basically well, it's a pig apple. I think uh, they, they've seen a huge decrease in popularity in America. The red delicious. Yeah, the red delicious. About and fucking um, time. And uh, you know, people are. People are looking for a sort of a more, uh, you know, a new workhorse apple, mm. and that's why the, there's such a big budget for launching this new Cosmic Crisp. Mm. Yeah, you know? sure. Um, but uh, I, I read about a taste test recently in one of the um, sort of a food production, uh, sort of a food website, mm. and they mm. were saying that on the blind test, the Cosmic Crisp only came as a sort of a middling apple in the test, mm. but. Uh, and, and that's a problem because of its ec- extra price. Yeah, well, you but, would expect it. But to. the red delicious came down the bottom, so the and, system works. You know, it came on top. Mm. Uh, Pink lady. Pink lady. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but my favorite pig. But there's so many uh, licensing fees with the Pink Lady. Really? Australian apple. Yeah. It's a, is it Australian? Mm-hmm. The Pink Lady is an Australian apple. Yeah, it's a. I have never felt more proud of my country. Yeah, no, no, no. It's a, it's an Australian apple. I wonder if they had the New Season's Mutsu on that list. Mm, new Season's Mutsu? The Mutsu, that is an apple. Is I think that? it's a Japanese apple. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it is. And the oh. Pink Lady is a mixture between two, and I can't remember what they are, but the one of them I didn't recognize. I think it might have had the name Crisp in it. 
Honey, honey. No, not a honey crisp. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's probably a breakfast cereal. Anyway, this is all good stuff, and we do love to talk about apples on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is another idea for a podcast, Alastair. What we'll do is we'll both come in, right, and we've both eaten a different variety of apple, okay? <laughs> yeah. And the other person hasn't eaten the apple, and then we argue mm-hmm. about which apple's best, and then at the very end, after we've decided which is best, yes, we both get to taste the other person's apple, and we find out if we were right. And then we stubbornly <laughs> agree with ourselves anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the point is, what after because the vote is final, right? Mm-hmm. And and this is, Alistair. This is actually a deeply satirical point about the state of politics in the world today. Because yes. this is what happens. Each party, only each side, actually knows what they offer and what they are intending to do, mm-hmm. right? Much like an apple, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Well, it just is what it is. And then you argue, and and they argue with each other, and then they vote, and then only after they vote do you actually get to find out what you voted for, mm-hmm. right? Really, elections should be held in reverse, right? Mm-hmm. What we do is every four years we take a vote to decide whether or not the previous government um, was a mistake. And then sure. we get a new government and we decide again... In mm-hmm. retrospect, we find out mm-hmm. whether or not that was good or bad or not. Yeah. Now, I'm not quite sure how this works in practice because mm. I don't know how we decide who the next government is. Mm. But if, if we're just voting on the last one, yeah. but I think it could be something. It's a retrocracy, mm. right? It's, it's, it's a... <laughs> well, okay, this is what it is. Okay, right. I'm ready. Every four years, we vote... All, all, all the people leave government... And we all get to vote on whether or not they have to go to prison, right? Good. Yeah. So you get in. <laughs> Maybe you're selected randomly. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you serve your term for four years and then there's individually mm. each, each, uh, re- each candidate for each district or whatever, mm. each electorate, all their people go into the voting booth and to vote on whether or not their representative should go to prison. Mm. And I... then you get another randomly allocated yeah. person. I think there's that vote, and then the next vote is whoever you vote for, whoever is around. Like, but that, I think that would be good because then you would, um, you'd be getting rid of the people you really don't like. Mm. Uh, also, um, I just like the idea of democratizing justice. Mm, yeah. Because I know at the moment it's just twelve of our peers, but what about the people who aren't our peers, <laughs> who are just around? <laughs> And have the time to go in. It's also non-compulsory voting. Mm. So it really is just who's available mm. and whether or not they want to fuck with you. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I'm pushing back against your idea because you're trying to introduce... You also want people to vote on who gets in next. I don't. I think that corrupts this so, system. Okay, but wait. But So then how, how does the next it's group... It's random. In? Oh, it's random. Okay. Yeah, it's random. Yeah, the random part is fine, but I think is interesting... But I think you just you want people who do have an you idea. You downgraded me from fine to interesting, and yeah, I like it. Yeah, I mean it's fine in a like you know in a sort of like let's not do it kind of way. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you still want people who are driven, I think. Well, they will be driven because they don't want to have to go to prison. They yeah. got they're motivated. I know, but to not commit a crime, you know, to not. I know you don't have to commit crimes with to, in order not to not in this to, system, not you in this know. System, no. <laughs> but it won't help you um, if you do. 
if you do it'll work against no, you yeah, oh yeah absolutely committing a crime is would be one of the reasons we'd send you to prison yeah. absolutely but also to just kind of do nothing will be a little bit well people will be disappointed especially if things are going wrong mm. you know to do but, nothing but then also you could be like let's just give a lot of stuff to the people like a lot of free stuff yeah right you so you're thinking um there'll be a lot of pork barreling and that kind of stuff mm. yeah yeah so we might just end up with exactly the system we have now except with a lot more fear. Yeah, but I guess maybe they'd give less money to, like, the coal industry. Less. Um, okay, how about this? Mm. You, this is even better, Alistair. Yeah. You don't just vote on whether or not the last person goes to prison. Mm-hmm. You also get to vote on whether you've changed your mind about any of the previous ten uh, representatives. That you've sent to... That, that you've sent to prison? Either that you've sent to prison or yeah. not sent to prison. So if you haven't sent them to prison and 10 years down the track it turns out that they were wrong about some really big long-term issue mm. like climate change, we still get to send them to prison. Great. Great, okay? great, great. There's no statute of limitations. Oh, that's really Basically. Good. Yeah. And even if they're dead, we can dig up their corpse and put send it, it to prison. prison. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Okay. What are we calling this, this system? The, re- the retrocracy. The retrocracy. Yeah. It, um, it, works, it works backwards. Great. And um, I'm not sure if to really sort of have some kind of beautiful symmetry to it, everyone would have to be in prison, and then maybe you only... Yeah, look, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, Alistair. Everyone would have to be in prison. Oh, maybe. Maybe. I want wait. to leave that option on the table. Wait, wait, wait. So the idea is that everyone in the world... Everyone is in... in the world is in prison, yes. Mm. And then you get freedom during your time, and mm-hmm. then you, get, you can get sent back to prison uh, if you do a bad. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Good job. Oh, this is getting bad yeah. again. Yeah, is I it? mean, fine oh. in a way that we shouldn't implement. <laughs> it felt like there was something there for me. Yeah. And I followed a, just an inkling. Andy, and i got to say, I'm glad I did. Andy, I think you may have managed to achieve making that pig that's too big to fail. <laughs> an inkling. Oh, I love an inkling. Yeah? What is yeah. it, a small ink? I think I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess you. Could, I guess if you have an inkling, mm. does that mean that you can be inkled? Uncled. Uncled. Uh, unkling. Mm. Baby uncle. Oh, it's like baby. A baby uncle. Mm. An unkling. An uncle. That's actually beautiful, Alistair. Yeah. yeah. Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Are you sure you don't want to start again? No, Alistair. Because <laughs> what this, what you've discovered here, mm. is you, my my kids have got a book which is baby animal names, Yeah. okay? And it's the names for uh, baby animals mm-hmm. that already exist. But that's not a two-in-the-think tank idea. What is a two-in-the-think tank idea is a book of baby names yeah. for things that don't already have baby names yeah. and don't even necessarily have a baby version, mm. but it will be adorable. Yeah. And an unkling mm-hmm. is a beautiful name for a baby uncle. Yeah, you're right. That has up until this point not existed. 
And yeah. Because also, the collective noun game, that's crowded. Mm. Everybody's like, oh, the collective noun for a group of politicians is a bunch of fuckwits. It's yeah, called sure. actually a bunch of fuckwits of politicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? That, that's been done. Of course it's And been very done. well. Yeah. But the baby, baby name game, wide open. Fresh meat. I might need to go to the bathroom. All right. And, um, and it turned out he didn't need to go to the toilet and um, he didn't go anywhere at all and we were just here. So I would have just said, I need to go to the toilet. And then you would have said, okay. And then you go, turned out, and then we'd be come back straight away, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I figured that would, uh, you know, that's, the, make that's it the beauty seem... of editing. It makes it seem much more natural. Seamless. Yeah, seamless. Yeah. You know? What 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 they'll listen what they'll hear and they'll think has happened is you said, I just need to go to the toilet, mm-hmm. and then I'll then I what 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 they must think must have happened is that I took one look at you mm. and was able to assess that you actually didn't need to go to the toilet. It turned out you didn't need to go to the toilet. It's actually been so long since I went to the toilet. I'm getting pretty close to maybe needing <laughs> to go again. But through the magic of editing, it seems like no time has gone by, uh, gone by at all. Um, all right. We were talking about unclings, I think. Oh, yeah. I think this is such a beautiful idea. Baby names for things that don't have babies. Mm. You know, little microwaves or whatever. Tables, <coughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, whales, they have, oh, they've got and babies. And then yeah. the illustration of like what a baby would look. Whales. Mm. <laughs> What's a thing that doesn't have babies? Yeah. Um, people? Yeah. Uh, uh, dogs? Yeah. Dogs don't? No. Let's see. Um, but, uh, I guess babies don't have babies. What would a baby baby look like? Mm, little baby, like a like a sort of a baby in its larval form. Mm, yeah, yes. Yeah. Or I guess if just two babies had a baby. You don't <laughs> yeah, want to this is all a bit unpleasant, actually. I, I know, but we would do it, it through. We'll do it genetic, tastefully th- through yes. genetics. Yeah, capturing some of that baby DNA. Mm, get some baby <laughs> DNA in there, and then impregnate. A, ba- a baby. <laughs> oh, uh, I thought we were doing it through genetic cells, dude. Yeah, we are. Can we do it? You in still a, need a host. A test tube? Or I guess you could use you could use like a surrogate. You know, mm. this baby couple, and they yeah. are a couple, even though they're two separate babies. Oh, who they've don't, never met. Never met. We could use a surrogate, and they'll uh-huh. give birth to a baby, baby. You know what? This could happen. Mm. This is going to happen. In Today. This is going to happen in medicine, mm. right, where a baby or a, an embryo even in the womb, mm. you're going to be able to take a little bit of that DNA. Yeah. You're going to be able to take a little bit of another embryo's DNA. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to mix those together, mm. right, implant that into somebody else, get that baby out prematurely mm-hmm. out of that other person, mm. and then those two babies are going to have a baby who's born before they're even born. You see what I'm saying? No, no, no. Start again. Okay. Say um, two people independently become pregnant. Yeah. Right? So there's an embryo growing inside those two people. Okay. Right? Say week two, right? You go in, you grab one cell out of each of those embryos. Mm -hmm. All right? You mix those together. Right? Create a new you baby. Create a new embryo. You implant that into somebody else. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, the first two embryos, they go to full term. Great. Right? The other one. Element, nine months. The other the other one, you that that comes a month early. Pull it out thirty two weeks or no 30, 34 weeks. Yeah. Okay. Now, it's been born two weeks before 
its parents. Mm. You have a baby who's older than its parents. Wow. Yeah. And, and, that, and it's a baby baby, or it's an embryo baby. And it's, a, it's, a, it's and it has that embryo DNA. Yeah. Oh, shit. I think I think something about a baby that's been born before its parents mm. is interesting, and I think it justifies being on the pad. Yeah, and we find out, you know, why are we doing this? Again, it's one of those things. It's interesting. Um, it's a slippery slope. Well, it's Ripley's you know? Believe It or Not. Yes, <laughs> we're like, looks like we're gonna have to start. There's no, there's no more weird things happening. We're gonna have to start making them happen yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Ripley's, can you believe we justified this to ourselves ethically? Mm-hmm. Can you, Ripley's, can you believe the uh, um, the ethics board approved this or not? Mm-hmm. But and they did. But why would you even bother having an ethics board? They stand in the way of things. Mm, that's true. Well, I guess um, you still you need to have an ethics board so you can tell somebody to go hang. Yeah, you, know? you go hang. You go hang. And um and then you go ahead and you you create your vision, your visionary vision it's of a amazing. thing that people can't actually believe or not. That baby could maybe teach its parents to speak. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's really going to undermine their authority. <laughs> it's hugely. Mm. Hugely imagine. Um or, you know, Who's raising these people, though? The scientists? The cruel law of the jungle? Mm. Do you abandon them all in a jungle? I guess you put them in a little sack. Yeah. Right. Okay. And the all one, three of them? The one who doesn't eat the other, like the one who doesn't get eaten by the other two. In the sack? In the sack. <laughs> well, this is shark rules. <laughs> you know? One doesn't get eaten, gets to survive and go on to grow and be big. Um, you could, all those embryos mm. could all be in the same womb. What do you think of that? How do you like that? And you're going to get one out before the other? Yeah, yeah. yeah? How? Science. Just open the bag and what open you hope and close it fast enough before the other two start coming yeah. out? Yeah. We're not talking about just a normal bag here, Andy. We're talking about a cervix. Um. They, they could a, be in di- You could put sacks. a drawstring on the cervix. Drawstring cervix. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you feeling good about any of this? Well, you know, I mean, I guess if we created an artificial womb, mm-hmm. it could have a drawstring cervix okay, rather than great. this being a sort of the, a, a woman's body that we're talking about. This, You see, this is why you have an ethics board. Mm-hmm. So you can find ways to get it to sidestep them, work around. And then you can go in there and you can rub it in their faces. Well, maybe this is why we don't need an ethics board. We're clearly self-policing. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> you know, <coughs> and they would have just said no mm. when we came in here saying, mm. "Were we representing Ripley's Believe It or Not, or wanting to make a baby that is older than its parents by making a baby baby?" Has you? Has anyone ever looked at the ethics of just saying no all the time? Yeah, that's... What's, I mean, what's that doing to me? It's leave. It's a real downer. I'm going to grow up all weird. Um, and I'm also a baby. You're the, a baby scientist? Here's, a, uh, here's an idea, Alistair. What would be a baby scientist called? Baby scientist? I don't know. We'll come up with them later. Don't science, put me on the spot. Scienceling. Science. Yeah, a little... Sciencino? Mm, yeah, it'll be, it'll be something good. Science. Something real cute. Tino. Scientinia. Scientino. Mm. 
Um, uh, Frankenstein's mobster. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what is that? Okay, great. <laughs> so wait. Now, when they say Frankenstein's mobster, mm. I mean, when they say Frankenstein's monster, mm. I think they're actually referring to, to the, the scientist. <laughs> <laughs> From what I know. So, so, and I think so Frankenstein's monster's monster, that's... That's the monster. That's the monster, yeah. 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 Um, I think, but I think Frankenstein's mobster mm-hmm. could absolutely be like an animated um, Disney kind of thing or something yeah. like that, right? And, Somebody you know, who's trying to make the best uh, organized criminal? Yeah. So, so, by somehow, making them even more organized. See? You, put, you get the bits you want mm-hmm. and you put them together. That's organization. That's, yeah. And... Um, and I think that, you know, this person being built for mm-hmm. crime, mm-hmm. right? And then somehow um, finding they have a heart or something like that and becoming... Because this is sort of the opposite of Frankenstein's monster because what Frankenstein, the scientist, mm-hmm. um, originally wanted to do was to create a perfect man, I believe. He thought he would make someone who was better than humanity, by building the monster, yeah, right. right? But it turned out to be a monster. But if you set out specifically to create a mobster, mm-hmm. and maybe you could even mm. have that scene where Igor goes to get the brain mm. but accidentally um, drops the jar with the brain of the mobster mm-hmm. in it and instead has to go and get the brain from, like, some beautiful little uh, lovely person, you know, yeah, a little like, old lady um, who was part of the oh, knitting circle at the local yeah. CWA, okay? Oh, Gets that nice. brain, takes that back, that goes in, and then the mobster, the big monster mobster, turns out to be really nice ultimately. But with the skills of a criminal. Yeah, because all that's in the muscle memory. It's in the muscles. You've yeah. got the arms of a, of a you know, a stabber. He's <laughs> got the stabbing arms. Yeah, the legs of a cat burglar. Mm-hmm. You know, got the, um, I guess, the other arms of a puncher or like a sort of a, mm. maybe a leg breaker. Mm-hmm. You know, it's holding a baseball bat. I wonder how big a role punching plays in crime these days. Uh, any, Do you think yeah. punching's days are over? Uh, no, I think I think punching is, one of, the building, of is one of the building <laughs> blocks. It's just the fear of violence is a big thing, you know. Sure. So I think, you, and that's your, you know, that's your first step yeah. is punching. Those, the first step is with the hands. Mm. Those big punching hands. Yes, the first ta- the first taste is with the hand. Mm. That's the uh, that's instead of the eye. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what you were saying. But I guess, and yeah. in a weird way that no no one would make a connection unless they shared a brain with with you like me. That's all I'm doing it for anyway, yeah. Alistair. So I don't care. Um, <laughs> I think Frankenstein's mobster is absolutely a thing. It's written down. It'll happen. It's already a Disney thing that we're... Yeah, we'll write, we'll we're, write the script. It's basically... You know what? I want to write this script, Alastair. Mm? Oh. Yeah. Okay. I want to make it happen. Well, we already have a couple of ideas We there. could even make it a kid's TV show. Yeah. And I love it, Andy. Thanks. I love it. You were about to say something negative. In, introduce. You changed. You flipped it around mid Introduce. It's, I think you're never too young to be introduced to <laughs> the idea of career criminals. <laughs> um, um, but, but, you know, also it's a scientist who works 
for evil. You know, he's found a way, he's found a model to fund their own science. Mm. And that's by creating mobsters who are... Mm -hmm. On demand. On demand, who then make their own mm -hmm. uh, money to fund your own f future science projects. And think about it, who are, you mo who are you most likely to be able to find severed body parts of? Probably oh, mobsters. Mobsters. People who've pissed off other mobsters. They're always mm, getting their bodies then, chopped up in bathtubs or something. Yeah. There's all these limbs floating around. Just it's true. You just dredge the river. You're going to find 10 perfectly good legs. Mm, but not good ones, right? Like, you know, not good mobsters. Not perfectly only, yeah. good, good legs. No. no. Oh, you're right. So you, you want really the mobsters who don't get their legs chopped off. Yeah, those are the that's ones sort whose of the legs, ultimate yeah. Test. yeah. Yeah, that's the irony of it, I suppose. Mm, you're only going to be able ironic. to get failed ones. We might need to go on to the three words love that. of a listener. I'd love that. I don't even need to pick up my phone because I've written it down right here, Andy. Three words from a Patreon supporter. Periwinkle. Periwinkle. The first one's Periwinkle. You're absolutely wrong. Okay, well, the second one Braden is... Braden Douglas uh, is the, is the uh, listener. Hello, Braden. Second one is notwithstanding. You couldn't be more wrong. Okay, uh, uh, and, the, and the final one is Ant. Ant? Ant. I know who would like that. Uh, Ants? I, no. Oh. Your aunt. Yeah. Um, the three words from today's listener are very similar chewed. Oh, I see what's happened here. Yeah. He's playing with the word verisimilitude. Whoa. <laughs> verisimilitude. But, oh, because that's how you would say it, right? Chewed. Yeah. yeah. How would you say? It? Oh, you say tood, wouldn't you? Tood. Yeah. Say it. Say it. Say it for me. Pronounce uh, me like one of your French words. Very. Uh, very. Well, by very. Very similitude. <laughs> no. Um, very. Very. Very similitude. Tood. Very similitude. I don't know. I don't. Andy, I think I'd probably say it with Who cares? No. I no would. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay, Andy. I completely accept your. My guts are acting up a bit weird, so I'm... Yeah, uh, feeling funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I, I did come <clears throat> up with an idea when I wrote this down. <clears throat> um, so technically, it's an outside idea. It's from when we were still in the pot, in the tank, but mm. it was pre-record. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, these... This is a mathematical mathematician who's, mm. who takes numbers, who classifies numbers by ones that are... You know, there's some that are like, well, they, these are connected because they're all square numbers if you put the dots if you look at the number of dots you can make a square with the number of dots like that you know like yeah. that sort of thing right and then there's others that they're these are all uh prime numbers right this they're all not divisible by anything, anything but themselves and one mm. well these ones by are, the way i call bullshit on being divisible by yourself i don't consider that to be really dividing and I don't consider being divisible by one to be really being divisible oh, div by anything. No, divisible by one is nothing. Yeah. But divisible by yourself. You think that's something? Because you're div dividing it into ones, which is one of yeah, the most valuable divisions. Yeah, fine. Um, in terms of at least like if you're trying to, let's say, let's say you had 10 people at your house mm. and you had 10 meals mm. and you were like, well, Let's not bother <laughs> dividing this into ten. Because I don't consider that I don't to be valid <laughs> type of division. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I stand by what I said <laughs> earlier. 
Yeah, um, in the cold light of day, it really stacks up. Yeah, but this one, this one, this is a mathematician who's like looks at numbers and groups them together based on which ones. If you if you were to put the number in your mouth and masticate it for a bit, when you take it out, it kind of still looks roughly the same. <laughs> okay, so give me an example of what one of those numbers would be. Thirty three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think if you masticate it, uh, it would come out and it would kind of still look like have roughly the same amount of bumps in it and things like that. I think the number four looks broken. Mm. It looks like it's it was supposed to look differently. Yeah. It looks like a broken clothesline or something like that. Like the number four can't mm-hmm. be uh, how Especially, you they wanted it to and there's look. Too, there's too much variation. There's that, you know, there's the sort of rooftop house kind of yeah. one. And then there's the one with the open sort of yeah upside like down a, like, H like, kind of yeah, thing or yeah long U yeah there's there's way too too many as there is with the lowercase a by mm. the way yeah and there's a lot of a lot of variation there um, but one one you couldn't chew mm. and and then bring it out and look yeah the same. you're absolutely be like, right is it a seven is it a you know is it a like a is it a couple of commas. Um, <laughs> All right, Al. Well, this is this is definitely something. I mean, the other thing is that like you could take it just down to a more uh, food type direction of you know soup and stuff like that, which which or you know minestrone. It's it's food where it doesn't look any different after it's gone into your belly. Oh yeah. Right? Even if you chewed it up and then spat it back out onto the plate, you literally can't tell, and you can do that over and over and over again, and it's never going to make any difference to how how good it looks um and that's that could be a kind of like a that could be we could take that back to a mathematical thing of like being mm. chewing being a mathematical operation that you perform on a number mm. um it's like zero right yeah you can do whatever you want to zero it's still going to be zero yeah multiply it divide it all that sort of stuff can you chew it and it looks the same it's the same yeah mm, well but then but then it I, could I, turn then, into an eight maybe that, like soup is kind of like the zero, mm. or tomato soup is like the zero of mathematics in that you can chew it up yeah. and it's, it's, you can slice it, you can dice it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to make any difference to the tomato soup. Yeah, no, you're right. don't know if that's a sketch, but anyway. Alistair, I think we got something. I think we got something. I think we absolutely got something and we got it, we got it, out, we got it out early. It seemed like it was going to be really slow to begin with, right? But here we are, 45 minutes. We've done all our business. Absolutely. We've given people right. very much what it says on the tin. You know, sometimes sometimes we start out strong and we end uh, weak. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we start out slow and then we end middle. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And I don't know which one this is today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not even talking on the right part of the microphone. All right. I'm gonna go through the list. We got book of pod, book off podcast. That's mm. where you. That's just more of a podcast it's a idea. Book off. But it's where one, two people read a book, and mm-hmm. then they and then they argue for why their book is the best one. Two works of literature enter. One work of literature leaves. We could literally even burn the book that fails. Oh, that'd be written quite nice. It'd be nice yeah. and symbolic, or yeah. shred it, or whatever. Mm. Or Showing chew out it. Contempt. Chew it. Chew it. Then we then people creating a pig that's too big to fail. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I already like that. But or a pig that's flat so that you – and then you can just peel off the skin and then the ham's just in there like that. It's perfect. Thin, or minute – you know, little minute steaks. Look, as long as we're creating abominations, mm-hmm. why not make ones that are a little bit more useful? Or, yeah, or even a bit more abominable. Mm. You know, that's truly abominable. <laughs> 
you slide under a door. You know, because I think a lot of gr- lab-grown meat, you're just p- picturing sort of like little muscle fibers growing and things mm. like that. But why not make the whole pig still, but just make it abominable and flat Correct. like a packet? Correct. I still want it to have a face. Mm. That's right. I still want it to feel pain. Yeah. Oh, actually, that was the basis of one of our sketches. Is it possible to get the pain but without the meat? Can we just mm. grow pain in a lab? Great. Just a jar of pain. <laughs> Can we grow pain and sadness and loss? <laughs> yes. In a dish? Mm. You know that bit, you know the, the sadness from that comes from knowing that an animal has lost its life? Is there a new way to just recreate that? And <laughs> Yeah, but without the valuable nutrients? <laughs> could I get nothing out of it? Is there a way that we could get nothing out of it at all? <laughs> <laughs> and could it have a vertical mouth? <laughs> There's no reason for it, but it does create suffering. Is that possible? Mate, that's bloody voting for the bloody Tories in uh, the UK general election, which probably happened last week, isn't it, eh? That they probably won. I'm calling it now. They probably won. Jeez, your gut just made a loud noise, didn't yeah, it, Al? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say that it's a hung parliament. Mm. And, no. I Look, I'm going to say that at this point I'm feeling bad about British politics, but <sighs> maybe a little bit excited. I don't know. Yeah. I can feel something in my gut. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's good. Um, ret- we got retrocracy. It's a vote. Instead of it's, we're fixing democracy, but instead of voting in some people, we're just voting whether or not the last people need to go to jail. I love it. Then we got unkling. Mm. It's the young version, the baby versions of things that don't have baby versions. Mm-hmm. Then we got uh, creating a baby that's older than its parents. Through we can by making it. a baby baby. It's just interesting, isn't it? It's very interesting. And we've got the Ripley's Believe It or Not people on board. Frankenstein's Mobster. I mm. mean, that's already a, a TV series that's had 12 seasons. You, you can already picture it. Yeah, I can picture every single season. Mathematicians who, a mathematician who groups numbers based on whether they look similar after they've been chewed. <laughs> And then we've the got, fact that you went to numbers with that one is so great. Um, then we've got growing nothing but the feeling of loss mm. um, for no. That's a happy way to end, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Rinkin, dinkin, rinkin, rinkin, dinkin, rinkin, That's not even Alistair doing the song. That's just... His body. <laughs> That's just what his body needed to do. I'm at Stupid Old Andy on Twitter. He's at Alistair TB. We are at Two in Tank. You can write us a review on iTunes. We would love that. You can support us on Patreon. Give us three words. Get our bonus episodes. Check out some of the latest sci fi try guys. Alistair's going to go off to do some business. And uh, we love you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want, it's up to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.